More maudlin rubbish. Wrong, Rini. Huh? You mean a lot to us no matter how nasty you get. Yeah, because that's what friends do. They stick it out and they risk their lives for each other. You'd risk your lives for me? In a moon minute. Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone, my name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime. And we talk about why it is that we love it so much. And this is this is kind of it, everybody. This is the end of Sailor Moon R. What? Today what? we are going to be talking what about Sailor Moon episode 88, the final battle between light and dark. Pledge of love for the future. There's certainly not going to be another episode of Sailor Moon R after this one. Ah, there's an episode and a half after this one. No, there's half an episode after this one. Ah, there's a there's 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 an there's an episode. Kind of. Kind of. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I am very excited. And I'm excited for a couple reasons. First of all, I'm excited because of our guest, who's one of my favorites. Uh, favorite guests, favorite people, favorite podcasters. Cat Cool is back on the show. Cat, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks for having me back. Yay. Uh, second reason I'm excited is because we're the, the situation in which we are recording is a situation in which we have never recorded before, which is that for you, the listener, it has been only a week since you've heard our mellifluous voices floating into your ears. But for us, we have not talked to each other in, I think, two to three weeks. Oh, yes. And not only that, I haven't watched the episode since then. I'm kind of looking at my notes here going, Are you serious, what? Jordan? No, I watched it back then, and I haven't watched it since. Okay, I didn't watch it back then. I watched it today. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my notes going, what does this mean? What? what? I've done both, because this is one of my favorite episodes of Sailor Moon. Is it really? Yes. Yes, easily. Okay, we'll talk about it when we get here, but I will say right up front, uh, the thought I had while watching this episode was that this episode's really, really good if you like Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. By which, by which I mean, if you are willing to accept the show and its premise and the logical conclusions to all of those premises and not ask too many questions, I think this episode is really great. Fair points. Very fair points. <laughs> there. Well, I actually have one big problem with this episode, but we'll get to it. I don't want to spoil okay. it. Okay. But generally, it's a uh, good one. No, I like this one, uh, especially as going into this at the end of Sailor Moon R, which is a season that Jordan and I were both super stoked for and then continuously let down by. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad that it goes out on a really high note and a really solid episode that's really fun. Yeah, then there's certainly not another episode after this one. Then there's definitely not another episode. <laughs> it, it ends here and it's good. And then we're on to Sailor Moon S. Well, before we get to that, though, uh, we've got a little bit of sailor business to take oh, care of. Do we? Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, the first thing we need to talk about is, of course, our monthly T-shirt club, which I think was extended a little bit because we had such a long gap between our last few episodes and this one. Uh, I think 
the Yakety Yak Cat shirt. No, the Yakety Yak, Yak Cat shirt is gone, right? What is yes. our current shirt, Jordan? It's Well, it's currently, for us, recording this, Hell Yes Maraud. But I believe oh, the day that this comes out is the day it ends. Or the day it's already gone. Okay. So I think as of right this second, if you're hearing this, there's a brand new shirt up. I think there is a brand new shirt. I think uh, it might be the Eating, Sleeping, Taking the Easy Way Out checklist shirt, which is very cool, which is one of Christina Murdaugh's designs. Uh, I know we have a couple of designs in the works. I think we're, we're doing a Bob Floy soon. We've got to do a Bob Floy. We still haven't uh, gotten a great uh, uh, slogan for it. Question, is Bob Floy the ice cream place? Yes. Bob Floy is the ice cream place that we're obsessed with and no one else cares about. <laughs> That's really cool. No, so oh. our, our listeners have been very receptive to the idea of a Bob Floyd t-shirt. We've also got someone, a future guest on the show, is working on a pizza coffee shirt, which is very oh, yes. exciting. Uh, and along those same lines, uh, I'm actually, uh, I've gone ahead and booked guests. I think I've got guests up to episode 116, maybe 114. Oh, but uh, we've got some new friends coming on. We've got some old friends coming back. Uh, Sailor Moon S is going to be off to a really, really great start. Oh. Um, but if you're interested in the t-shirts, you can always go to sailorbusiness.ttoki.com. That's T-E-E-T-O-K-I. Christina Murdaugh is the fantastic artist who is uh, handling our shirt business. And uh, if you got the Yakety Yak Cat from Outer Space shirt... Uh, and you've been having some problems with it, check yeah. your email because uh, there was a problem with that first print run. So we are reprinting them and we will uh, uh, send you the new shirt. Uh, no, I, I don't think there's any extra charge for that. Uh, Christina's handling all that. And and we thank everybody who's bought a shirt and, and Christina for putting in a ton of hard work on those. Yes, it's very nice of her. Uh, other than that, geez, do we have do we have any other sailor business or do we just need to talk about Sailor Moon developments in our lives? So that's a no, then. No Sailor Moon I, developments. <laughs> I, I can't think of any. Well, Jordan, you just you just moved. Now, one of the first things I did when I moved uh, was I made a Sailor Moon shelf. Oh, no. I do not have my action figures out, but I do have my moon stick. And I have an amazing uh, sketch card of Usagi that I got from former guest of the show, Aaron Gladstone. I haven't. Uh, that's framed over there now. I haven't gotten that fine detail yet of the decorating like i haven't gotten to the knickknack stage i've been mostly too busy with bigger things so far but actually that did remind me that i was given a housewarming gift of another sailor moon cell which is pretty amazing oh, yeah? yes i'll have to take a picture that seems like the kind of thing that's difficult to forget jordan uh, well again i haven't actually had the chance to frame it yet and put it up so it's but it was pretty awesome it was pretty amazing. So what cell is it? Is a cell is it a cell from an episode that we've already watched here on the show? It's a close-up of Usagi's face. So it's I was looking at it going, I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to tell what this is from. <laughs> like it would be a really big coincidence <laughs> to like be able to go, oh, that was the expression. But uh it's adorable. It's wonderful. Kat, do you have any Sailor Moon developments? I was just going through all of my prints um that I got from this past uh summer con season. Um and one that I'm going to need to get some sort of matting for to put up is by the Dice Goddess. Um that's a uh a Chibiusa and a Saturn um that are in like summer clothes. Uh and Chibiusa has a parasol with bunny ears and they are taking a selfie. And it is adorable. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds very good. I had a really great sailor business related encounter last weekend. Oh, get into it. Uh, I went up to the Chikara Pro Wrestling King of Trios tournament Ooh. this last weekend. Chikara is so cool. 
Yeah, like I've been I, I have actually been talking to your podcasting partner, James D'Amato, about it recently and trying to get him into it. I, that sounds like an easy sell, like the easiest <laughs> sell. How is he not already very into it? I know, right? Like, it's shocking. It's shocking. It's the the most comic booky pro wrestling there is. Uh, and every year, if you're not familiar with it, uh, th- this company called Chikara, they have a three-night tournament called King of Trios. And the tournament is, uh, it's it's teams of three wrestlers, uh, 16 teams that, that compete in a tournament. And then at the end of it, you get to see that year's reigning King of Trios. Uh, this year's show was really, really amazing. It was really fantastic. I would say the best since 2012, which is the all-time best King of Trios. But... One of the really, really cool things that happened, and Aiden actually noticed this before I did, somebody wore a Yakety Yak cat from Outer Space shirt to the show. Wow. On, I think, the on, on the second night. And uh, so thank you uh, for, for, for wearing that. I know you're out there listening. Uh, and when I walked up to him, I was like, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm Chris Sims. I'm that guy. <laughs> I talk about the Yakety Yak cat. And he was like, oh, yeah, I know that you usually say that you come to this. So I wore it uh, thinking maybe I would uh, maybe I would see you. So that was like really super awesome. So thank you for for wearing that and, and supporting the show and also like making me feel really good when I was watching some pro wrestling this weekend. It was awesome. That's, That's awesome. really cool. Yeah, I was I was pretty thrilled by it. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know anything about what that show you were talking about that you saw was, but. The rest of it sounds really cool. Well, it's I explained it in very simple terms, Jordan. I don't know how I could break it down for you anymore. <laughs> nope, I didn't get it. I you know I was up in Easton, Pennsylvania, which is only like 135 miles from New York City. You should have driven down. What, what actually? Really hold on, what town were you in? Easton. Easton. Oh, I thought you said Eastern. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was in Easton, Pennsylvania, an, oh, right across the border e. from uh, from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't sound like it would be that close to me, but I'm trying to see if it's any closer to where I actually am rather than the city. Well, it's it's closer to you than I am when I'm in Durham. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> do, I don't know if, if the listeners know that we've never, ever recorded this show in the same place. Yeah, that's never... We have not seen each other since this show started, which no, is a little weird. You're right. I haven't seen you in person since we first talked about X-Men 92 like two years ago. Aww. Yeah, you literally have not seen me in person since August of 2014. Yeah, <laughs> that's Makes sad. Me sad. Yeah, <laughs> I saw James like last night, and I'm like, oh man, when can I see James again? <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, but Kat, you two are friends. <laughs> wow. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jordan's well, great. Well, Chris, Jordan's, Jordan's great. I did just say I'm going to have a Fast and the Furious marathon for my birthday, so you could always come up for that. That Look, that's very tempting, but I wouldn't have a place to stay because I am allergic to cats. Oh, right. So I would have to, I would look, I would have to find a hotel in New York, which is not fun. Mm. Well, I, although I'm not, again, I'm not in New York City, so it'd be a little better. But anyway. That's true. That's true. So, with that in mind... No, now, with hang on. You just said you were going to have a Fast and Furious marathon, and we were talking about this off mic oh, for right, a minute. Oh, right, right, yes. Are you just going to straight marathon seven movies? Yeah. That's not <laughs> a big deal. What's wrong with that? I mean, it's 14 hours long. Oh, I know. I've done... Listen, that's nothing. I did a... For, for a couple of years ago, I did a 24-hour movie marathon. Like, the only what rule was... What did you was, watch for 24 hours? Oh, I've done multiple... Actually, of these, the first the first of the 24 hour movie marathons I did for my birthday a couple years ago, it was completely unplanned. 
Uh, by which I mean what movies we watched was completely unplanned. The only rule was I had to start a movie within five minutes of a movie ending. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was able to like flip through Netflix and like see what, what interested me, but just was like, oh, man, let's see what we put on. Um, the second time was a 24-hour cult musical marathon. So obviously we watched like Rocky Horror, but we watched, you know, Hedwig and Dr. Horrible and uh, The Wall and Passing Strange. And, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah lots of crazy stuff. Um, I'm glad that you think it sounds fun because that is like my personal concept of hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is like different. a Hieronymus Bosch painting come to life for me. <laughs> cool. So 14 hours of Fast and Furious movies, that's nothing. That's nothing. Now, did you stay awake for the whole 24 hours? No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um, so you. So what you're saying is you lied to me and you did not actually have a 24-hour movie marathon. The movies played and I only slept I, – I only slept for like maybe an hour, hour and a half. The first one I slept when we were watching uh, Real Steel, which I had already seen but is awesome. And for the, 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 the musicals, what did I sleep during for the musicals? That's a tough one. I can't remember. It wasn't The Wall because I remember waking up for The Wall and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, something. I slept during something during the musicals, but not that much. I was, it, it, it went on for 24 hours, and I was up for most of it. So is this just now your birthday thing? Do you do this every year? Um, yeah. Well, it's something I, – I try to do something interesting like it. So like I said, last year we did <laughs> – last year we watched all three Atlas Shrugged movies, uh, and they were horrific in both morality yeah. and quality. Um, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> The best thing about those movies is that the free market decided they were failures. And yet they made them anyway. And guess what, Chris? The company that owns the rights said, you know what? The purpose of making these movies was to, was to get the, idea, the ideas of the book across. And we don't feel like we did it. So we're going to do them again. Uh, oh, okay. That, oh, the, all right. You know what? I, I hope they have fun. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't hope they have fun. But I hope they have fun. Don't you think Sailor Moon would be uh, an objectivist? Uh, I think Sailor Moon is the opposite of an objectivist. I'm joking. joking. TBQH. On the subject of movie, I think this is something that we need to point out because I would like to hear some feedback from our fans on this. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us over Twitter, which is at Sailor Business, or if you want to email us, which is SailorBusinessPodcast at gmail.com. We have been told that the entirety of the Sailor Moon R movie is up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's the Deke version. Mm-hmm. So with no news about when we're going to get uh, official new versions of the movies uh, with, you know, whether we get them with the new voice cast, whether we just get them, you know, the newly subtitled versions from Viz, which I would love and support and purchase. I promise you we are through Sailor Moon R now. So if we're going to watch the movies, it's either now or in like three years. <laughs> When we when we run out of episodes to watch. So I, I think I would like to hear from our fans and I'd like to hear from you too, Jordan and Kat, if you have an opinion on this. Should we watch those movies on on YouTube or, or at least the Sailor Moon R movie, which is one that we have been told is available and do our commentary track like we have been promising slash threatening for a, a year YouTube commentary track? But then um, we would do, like we would do a podcast and you could just listen to it while you watch the movie if you so no, desire. I, 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 I know. I know. But we would be going like, OK, get ready to hit the get ready to click play on YouTube. And now um, or or and this is another this is another suggestion. And, and I'm, this is the first time we have talked about it. So maybe this isn't where I should be throwing these out on movie fighters. 
one of our uh, Kickstarter goals for the second season of Movie Fighters uh, was that we would do what was essentially a live episode where we basically had like an online conference call where only only Matt and I could talk and we watched the 2000 Shaft re- uh, reboot starring Samuel L. Jackson, uh, which was actually super, super fun. We took like questions live when it was a little slow uh, and, and people's commentary on our commentary. Oh. Maybe that is something else we could do. Maybe that's like, you know, we keep saying maybe we'll do a Patreon, but maybe we'll do a Patreon. That'll be a goal. Like, what do you guys think? Um, thoughts? The only tricky part to me is as, as I don't know if the listeners know this or not, but when we record, we tend to rewatch the episodes as we go uh, subtitled so that we can re reacquaint ourselves with what's going on. If it's up on YouTube, we there won't be subtitles probably, so we won't be able to do that. That is true. We would have to. We would have to find a workaround for that. You don't think that there Look, will be? There aren't. Right? I'm looking not at it right now. <laughs> uh, I'm actually looking at that right this second, and there are not subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there weren't. We didn't have subtitles on when we when we did Shaft either. So maybe it's just like maybe we just wait. Did, but did you it. ever release it? We no. We just did it live. We just okay. did it live for the 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 Kickstarter backers. Okay, that we could probably do. Yeah, I think if we we couldn't release it if we could hear the audio in it is what. I was oh thinking. well, no. Like we wear headphones, Jordan. <laughs> that's that's the thing. We would just talk into the microphone. Yeah, you guys would be doing like riff tracks. Oh, but yeah, it wouldn't. Exactly. It wouldn't record the audio as well. Okay, I just I I guess I don't. 100 percent understand how it works. It would right. literally be like what we are doing right now. <laughs> yeah, except we're not hear, uh, hearing bless, anything else. Bless okay. you, Jordan. Oh, um, my strong opinion is that I want you guys to do this so bad. I really want to hear it, whether it's just a riff tracks thing or if it's the live thing. Uh, I guarantee you, James and I would be tuning into that. I, I, I want it. Give it to me. And I just checked. Uh, there's actually also a short called Makeup Sailor Soldier that was before the movie in the original Japanese one, and that appears to be on YouTube as well. Okay, so so email us, get in touch with tweets, tell us if you agree with Kat, and if you have any suggestions on how we should do this or how we should deliver it to you, whether it should just be a bonus episode on the feed or or, or what, then, then let us know, because I think that's the way we're going to have to watch the movies, because uh, right now we have no information on when and if. Yeah. And you know what? We can always watch it again. What? Whoa, we can whoa, always whoa. Watch them again. We're committed to over 200 episodes of this show, and you want to just throw in some more. Jordan, it's so weird that you think you're going to want to not talk to me anymore <laughs> after like three years. Just not about Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's so weird that you think you're going to not want to talk about Sailor Moon yeah, in no, the future. It's, it's preposterous. I'll just be like... I mean, look, no. our relationship is already very strained. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. Chris has said some things this recording session. I'm so sorry. Speaking of... Go ahead. ahead. No, I'm just sorry that I'm here making things extra awkward. Yeah, she's she's sad she's here for our breakup. Uh, Our moon power breakup. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes, of course. All right. Speaking of strained relationships, why don't we go ahead and watch Sailor Moon episode 88? Wow, did we really... The final battle between light and dark. I guess we've talked a lot before the episode, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, we haven't done Twitter questions on this one. Do you want to do like one or two, or is all it, right? Let's is do it... a couple. Let's do a couple. Okay, let's just do let's do real quick couple. Uh, which nineties? Oh, this is from uh, Oh Hi Catherine on Twitter. Which nineties oh, jam does each scout listen to while getting ready in the morning? Oh, um, well, Sailor Moon is like obviously. Oh, okay, Sailor Moon's 
is Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Minako's is Baby One More Time. That is my that is my suggestion. Are those nineties? Those are nineties, right? Late nineties, right? Yeah, dude. Those are nineties. Okay, look. I, the, yes, yes, yes. The nineties was a long period. I, when when they said nineties jam, my immediate thoughts were like early nineties, like stuff. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, Spice Girls. But that's you're right. That's late late nineties. That's fine. Editor's note: ninety six and ninety eight, respectively. Yeah, I feel like it's all Spice Girls. I mean, like. Uh, Mina's probably spice up your life. I mean, I love the Spice Girls. We oh, oh Makoto's is definitely day. when two become one, right? Yep. Why? What? Why? Because she's always thinking about the boy who broke her heart, Jordan. Oh. She wants the slow romantic one. Yeah, there's probably a better one for that. Okay, then. What is it? Uh, I'm going to look at my Spice Girls collection <laughs> and find out. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> big talk. Big talk. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, no, it's I, not too much because too much is like, I'm breaking up with you. So that's not right. Do they have a song about math? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for right now. Oh, I guess now. one could become one. Could be, <laughs> that could be obvious. Exactly. Damn. She's like, that is not logical. It's a song about subtraction, Serena. Oh, obviously Venus's is his mama, right? The one <laughs> about how much she loves her mom. <laughs> Oh, Viva Forever. That's the one that uh, is for Makoto. Viva, Viva Forever. Forever literally sounds like a song that would be on the Sailor Moon soundtrack. It, well, yeah. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, the only reason I might say that Sailor Moon's song should be Vogue is only because uh, the song that she does have in the Deke soundtrack, the I Want to Be a Star, is a 100% ripoff of Vogue. Good argument. Good argument. All right. Well, that's All right. All right, what's our, what's our next one? Good question. Our next question is... Okay, I don't think this counts as a crossover question. Andy Smith wants to know, Pluto has to pull a Rip Hunter. Who from Japanese shows and comics does she recruit? Okay, so this would be like she has to... Like, like a TV Rip Hunter. This is like a Legends of Tomorrow situation. Yes, this is a Legends of Tomorrow situation. And and who's the villain is the second part of the question. Yes. So so she can't pull out anybody important from the time stream. Because that's the gag in Legends of Tomorrow is that, it, it, is right. that it's, it's people that if they die in the future, the present won't miss them. Okay. So, I, I like, obviously Tuxedo Melvin. No, well, that's super, that's, like, super lame. I would say, like, you, you go with, like, uh, Ryoga. Because, like, Ryoga is not, is, he's not Ranma. Like, he's not super important. But he's got pa- some powers. So, wait, so you're, you're this is all, this is all of anime? Well, they say from uh, Japanese shows slash comics. Okay, so, okay, I gotcha. So we would get, like, like, like Yamcha instead of, instead of Goku. Right, like <laughs> you get like the shitty Goku. But Yamcha's so like, <laughs> God, Yamcha's so underpowered though. <laughs> we can't get Krillin. Krillin's too important. They'll they'll, de- they'll recruit Dan Hibiki. Oh, I love Dan. Dan's my fave. <laughs> He'll train them up. Good. Oh, I like that. It's see. all that you're keeping kind of to the time period. That's a cool step. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much pretty much most of the anime that I know. <laughs> it's gonna uh, be Biko. <laughs> Which wait is is Biko strong though? No, Eiko, Biko like Eiko's Biko doesn't have any powers. Biko is the one who is like a tech genius. <laughs> oh, that's right. Biko has like the giant robot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Welcome to Project Aiko business. <laughs> Oh, I want her to pull like Naga to be the Mars from Slayers. Oh, okay. Did you guys? Okay. Yeah. Did you guys do Slayers? No. Mm. 
I, there was a time where I was into Slayers. There was a time. <laughs> the, the one that I was like super into in the 90s, uh, and if you're not familiar with it, please don't look it up and judge me, is Sorcerer oh, no. Hunters. It was my jam. I don't know it at all. Yeah, not at all. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, good. Is there like an unimportant Pokemon trainer that they can take? <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, here you go. In the opening of, of Pokemon, the, the anime, uh, there's just some girl who shows up and no one knows who she is. <laughs> is it the one with like bluish purple hair? That one? And the like orange the skirt? One that Pikachu, the one that Pikachu jumps through her legs. Yeah. Who the point. heck is she? <laughs> yeah, I think we don't know who she is because she is the casualty. Of, of, uh, she got this Legends of Tomorrow situation. Yep, I believe it. That's a good one. And now, who's the villain? Who would be and, a good villain? And you can't say Dracula. I mean, look, Dracula would be a great villain. <laughs> He's a fantastic villain. I know, but that's always Chris's answer. I mean, yeah, like, why would it not be though? Like, you you said it. Uh, uh, like, I you know, like, who's always the villain in some stuff? It's Jedi. Jedi's the villain. Pluto. Sailor Pluto? No. Uh, oh, right. Sailor Pluto versus... Uh, no, I meant Pluto from Pluto and uh, Astro Boy. I just sent you a, a picture of Sorcerer Hunter, so please enjoy. Oh, oh, oh my lord. <laughs> now, Chris, why were you into this when you were a teenager? I don't understand. You know, it had a very compelling story. There's certainly a lot of nipples on this <laughs> picture. Well, there are certainly... A lot of nipples. That is what can be said. Here's, here's, here's one more. Here's one more bonus one. There you go. Okay. Oh my. Yeah. There you go. Oh, bless you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think that everyone in that anime is the villain from this, this show. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. That's very fair. That's a fair evaluation. Now, you, you do understand that by sending us those pictures, you have guaranteed that the listeners are going to Google this now. Yeah, I, do. I wish they wouldn't, though. <laughs> I showed you because we're friends. <laughs> I won't tell anyone to Google it then. <laughs> okay, good. Please, please don't. <clears throat> All so, right, anyway. Let's go to the episode now. Look, that late 90s manga explosion was a weird time for all of us. Okay. Yeah. Sure. What's the? Oh, I, I'm getting I'm getting confused. Oh, I love Hina. I was gonna, I was trying to think. What's the one with the? Well, what, what's the one with the boy where all the girls fall in love with him? I guess that's like everyone ever. But <laughs> I think we would have got to love Hina though. Yeah, probably pretty. Quickly. Uh, love Hina was the manga that made me quit reading manga for ten years. I remember. I remember. Yes. I I have a deep and abiding hatred for that book. Oh, maybe maybe it's all those jerks that are the villains <laughs> that need to be stopped. That's I, not going to make people what, three hours? not look up this anime. Chris, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, they know. It's scandalous. Yeah, look. Look. No, we get you it. Know we what? get it. Let's just talk about this episode, please. Right. This episode, which won't have anything scandalous in it at all. All right. Now, uh, should I... Should I... It's been a long time for us. But for the <laughs> listener, it's only been a week. So you're asking if we need a recap? Is that what you're asking? I'm asking if you specifically, Jordan, need a recap because you didn't watch the episode today. Yeah, you know what? I better get a recap. Right, Where I, are I we? I feel like I could actually do this one in five seconds because it's basically what has happened is that Chibiusa is uh, a dark lady slash wicked lady, uh, and she has helped a wise man take over the earth. And now there's a giant crystal that's going to destroy Tokyo. That's basically it. 
because like Daman's dead, like all the the Saphir is dead, Esmeralda's gone, uh, everybody's dead except for a Wise Man and uh, and Dark Lady. That's really where we're at, right? And Wise Man is not Jedi, probably. Mm, I feel like he is. I feel like he definitely is. Well, we'll but Wise Man is not working for like Wise Man is actually working for a greater power, uh, which is the Death Phantom. Is he? Let's get into this. Well, he says at one point, I am the Death Phantom. Right. That's what but I'm talking about. He previously said that he's working for Death Phantom. <laughs> yes, he certainly has. I do not understand. So when Wise Man is destroyed in the in the past episode, because he gets, he gets like blasted, right? And then he reforms. Does he reform as Death Phantom? Is that Death Phantom inhabiting the body that was Wise Man? That's not confusing at all. Oh, interesting oh. question. Because, uh, like, are we asking, asking, or are we wildly? I am asking. I am asking, and I am also like trying to figure out why he refers to himself as Death Phantom in this right. episode. Okay, no, I, I think he's just Death Phantom. I think he thinks of himself that way. So he's Death Phantom, and in previous episodes, he was basically going around going, "Oh man, this is going to be a good podcast for Jordan because Jordan is going to really, really say some funny things." <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's no, that would be like you going. You're going, hey, it's me, Jordan, but I'm secretly working for Jordan. <laughs> um, I mean, I think uh, Chris thinks he's podcasting with Jordan, but he's actually <laughs> podcasting with Death Phantom. I think it's just because he Death Phantom was a good name that people would trust, and Death Phantom's kind of suspicious as hell. But uh, but he needed it for personal reasons to know that in his heart he was a spooky death guy. Wait, wait, wait. So are you wait, I'm confused as to which name you're saying his parents gave him, whether it be Wise Man or Death Phantom on his birth certificate. So no, you think his, that the think Phantom uh-huh. and Phantom Lady had a kid <laughs> and named him Death Phantom. I think and he goes guy, like his nickname is Wise Man. His name is George or something. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Jedi. And then years down the road, he decided, okay, I'm going to start going by wise man because people will trust me one day and think I'm wise. And then, but, but actually I'm going to be. I am Lord Voldemort. This is an I am Lord Voldemort situation. Yes. But many times over this guy, this, this guy who picked up necromancy and started merging with a planet, a death planet. Mm. Well, it's also a moon. A death planet moon. Yes. Not nothing confusing about this fellow. All right. Let's start the episode. <laughs> All right. So, Jordan, uh, do you want me to guess what this one was called? Oh, right. I forgot all about that. Yes. Let me uh, let me find out what it's called. Uh, and then you can guess. Well, you're never going to guess this one. Uh, OK, so I'm guessing it's not like just the final battle, which would be yep, a good you got title. It. You got <laughs> it. Was it really? Yep. Final battle. <laughs> that is the name of the episode. <laughs> all, all right. They worked hard that's on that. That's the <laughs> easiest that's ever been. <laughs> the end. One more time you get to play that game. Oh, oh right, cuz there's there's nothing after after this. Yep. After that next episode, that's all there is for Sailor Moon uh in the dub, right? In the original Deke dub. Then yeah. when they so, came, when they brought it back, they just used the regular names. Really? So the so what? That's the Cloverway era. Yeah. So they use all the original titles. That's interesting. All uh, right. All right. So where does it begin, Chris? Uh, we uh, as far as I know, 
I, I guess we begin inside the malefic black crystal, right? Which is the giant evil crystal that has it has taken over Tokyo, essentially. Okay. It is causing hot pink lightning to rain down on the city, which is actually pretty cool. And the first line of the episode is... You tell me, bro. My name is Death Phantom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I, I didn't remember that because I'm already with the cats. Because oh. as all this lightning is coming down, we see the cats, Luna and Artemis, and they're like, oh, the, you know, uh, the power of the black crystal. We got to rescue Chibiusa. Like, oh, the shit's going down. And then Artemis says, if the dark gate opens and allows the energy of the dark crystal to be fired from planet Nemesis, Earth will be destroyed. And then Luna says, and I don't know if this is in the uh, in, in the original Japanese, but it's in the new dub. And I wrote it down because it's hilarious. Luna says, that means that this time, we have to win. And I was like, okay, okay what about the other 87 times? <laughs> has, it, has it been, eh, this, you know, this one could go either way. I kind of thought this was a very crucial job the Sailor Scouts were doing. Yeah, like, you certainly would think so. But, yeah, she does not say that in the uh, in the Japanese uh, 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 subtitle version. No. She just Once says, again, the, the new Viz dub is proving to be an absolute treasure. So, uh, yeah, the cats are concerned. Why are they not with the... Because oh, the girls are jumped. inside. Yeah, the girl, everyone's inside. The cats jumped last time, got hit by the barrier, and got a ton of bruises all over their bodies. Right, right, this right. This is right. what happens when we take three weeks. Jordan, for, Jordan <laughs> do you know who the, the blonde girl with the ponytails is? That's Sailor Moon. Ponytails? Oh. The uh, excuse me, she she with the meatballs. With the, and the oh, coming off the meatballs. Yes, meatballs. I saw them and they looked like meatballs. I was like, yeah. Yes. Um, right. So they're on top of the they're on top of like the center point of where the crystal is going to be. And the last thing we saw was Chibi, not Chibi, uh, Wicked Lady coming down and going like, "Hey, I'm going to kill you." So yes, back there, she's trying to kill them. She's well, she's zapping electricity and she's going. There's going to be a dark gate that's going to open. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to die. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's going to be great. It's tremendous. Some people are saying this is the best attack on Tokyo. Uh, and that's true. So <laughs> so they're saying, and they say to her, hey, wait a minute. Don't you understand? You're going to die too. And she's yeah, like. This was the second line of the episode that I wrote down. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'd rather destroy everything than live in a world that refuses to love me. Uh, same. Same. Yeah. It's very sad. No one loves her world like that should be blown up. She's right. Um, and so they start saying to her, you're not alone. And she's like, what? <laughs> Anytime that they say uh, you aren't alone or you're loved, she seems super confused by that. That seems to be the thing that you you aren't loved is the thing that Wise Man has been saying to her. Clearly, it's the yeah. thing that's got her real messed up and the reason that she is opening the Black Gate to destroy the whole world. And so she decides I'm going to kill you. And then what happens is a thing I wrote down in my notes as Mamo Zap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, much like Dan Hibiki making his second appearance on this episode of the podcast, <laughs> Chibi starts throwing around some hot pink energy. Uh, and Tuxedo Mask jumps in front of uh, Usagi to save her. And th this is a very weird exchange. Uh, uh, where where she, her being puzzled over him sacrificing himself? Yeah, where she goes, you'd sacrifice yourself for a stranger? Yeah, what? <laughs> and uh, and Usagi goes, he's not a stranger. He is my boyfriend. <laughs> like, this needs to be explained at this juncture. Like, that's what that's what she's concerned about. 
that's right. He's a dear friend. And she's like, what? And, and, they, and then they go, you're also our dear friend. Oh. Yeah, I feel like there's a better way to say that, which is probably like, you're our daughter from the future and he is your dad. Yes, solid point. But to me, that's the like, oh, snap. Now I understand that it, she really is being brainwashed, that like she doesn't even understand who these people really are right now. Um, because otherwise she'd understand that they have any connection to each other and she doesn't even get that they're a unit, you know? Yeah. yeah. She's not, um, perceptive is, is the problem. <laughs> no, I think. definitely Don't not. No, no, she's not. She's not at all. She's super into her own headspace and only cares about herself and the lack of love that she feels. Right. Then. Yes. So so she starts to get confused by all of this, and her brain hurts, and she puts her hands on her head and all that. And, and so everybody uh, just says their name, her name in sequence. <laughs> so if you ever have a friend who's, like, really confused, just everybody stand in a semicircle and start saying their name, because that helps. That's then, not a weird nightmare situation that I've, been, I've had. Then uh, Death Phantom slash Wise Man, whatever you want to call him, starts doing his demotivation speeches that he does in this episode. Which are all pretty excellent. Just things that need to be said. The truth lies in total darkness. So, you know, mm-hmm. receive its power. You know, stuff like that. He just he just keeps saying a lot of, like, real downer everything is... Like, he's goth man is what he is. Again, and she's goth lady. So, it works out well. He, yeah, he, he basically puts her in an anger shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, put, he shoots energy right onto her. And they're like, no, don't let it fool you. And she's like, ah, yeah, now I'm good again. I'm angry now. <laughs> uh, he literally, like, I mean, not literally, but he basically tells her, hey, Chibi, you said don't trust anybody. And that made me feel like this show really missed out, uh, like the new Viz dub, especially, when they didn't get Stone Cold Steve Austin to play Wise Man, <laughs> which would have made this show way more amazing than it already is. I don't get it. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was a professional wrestler, Jordan, okay. and one of his catchphrases was DTA, don't trust anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, he's very well known. You should, you could probably have a birthday marathon of movies in which he has appeared. I've actually heard of him. I just didn't get what the reference was, <laughs> the, 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 the connection. Um, good to know. So, so basically, uh, she goes, guess what? Now I'm powerful, so here's some wind. <laughs> and she it's, throws it's wind like at them again, and so and so Usagi and Memo stand there facing the wind, remembering pep talks that old man Mamochan gave them in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that useless jabroni, <laughs> and, and like holding hands and being like, "Yes." And uh, meanwhile, Chibi will fill the entire world with darkness, just so you know, and then. Yusagi's like, I'm going to save you. And, yeah. and so Mamo-chan's she like, pulls yeah, out the silver yeah. crystal and holds it up. And I really do like th- there's an effect and it only lasts for a few seconds. But if you go frame by frame through it, it's really cool of the silver crystal kind of like strobing and it, the lights all like purple and green and blue. It's, it's a really, really cool effect. Uh, so they repel the dark energy uh, with the energy of the silver crystal. And uh, uh, Chibiusa, she starts to remember the good times. This is true. Now I'm trying to figure out. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna experience a bit of a mystery here. Oh no, I I remember why exactly. Because I was gonna say my next note is what, and I'm like, why did I write that? And the answer is because because of the part where they start using the silver crystal 
in whatever year it is, 1993 or whatever. This would have been 93. And somehow in the year 3000, that causes Queen Serenity, Neo-Queen Serenity, to wake up. The thing that it says in the in the show, the, the line of dialogue, is that Usagi has become Neo-Queen Serenity. And I was confused by this, too. Because I... And I was not sure how that works. Yeah. But then if Usagi can also become Sailor Moon, then I feel like another additional transformation isn't but why isn't that beyond the show. In the future? Well, I think I think what happens is that the silver crystal being used like this and maybe it's the and, and Kat, you might have insight on this that I don't. But, you know, there's another silver crystal present. So maybe that creates a connection to the future and Usagi's future self is able to inhabit her past body. That's not out of the question, given the nature of like reincarnation in this show. I'm not sure the second crystal has anything to do with it, but her becoming Neo-Queen Serenity is a state. So like she is Neo-Queen Serenity when she's Neo-Queen Serenity. As in so, like outside of time, like the one absolute Neo-Queen Serenity and all Neo-Queen Serenities are the same Neo-Queen Serenity? That, God, it's it's been a little while, but that doesn't feel wrong. Like, <laughs> no, but it is. It's kind of like the Avatar state. That makes more sense because because my question is, oh, you're talking he, about the Airbender. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, talking I was about like, Aang. I was thought we were talking about the blue people on planet Pandora. Go ahead. Uh, no one is ever talking about the blue people <laughs> on the planet Pandora, Jordan. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, like, my question is, this raises up the, the question of how Usagi works as a supernatural force, like the Avatar. Um, like, because I don't think we are, were ever answered, at least in the show up to this point. And again, you know, as, as listeners know, I've never seen past R. Like, we're really close to getting into stuff that's going to be totally new to me. But was Princess Serenity... Sailor Moon? Like, did Princess Serenity transform? Did she have, you know, a Sailor Scout or Sailor Senshi uniform? That's a great question. And or I don't know the answer. is Sailor Moon just an aspect of the power that is Princess Serenity, Sailor Moon, and Neo-Queen Serenity that just exists inside the human body that is Usagi Tsukino? I mean, as a previous version of myself watching this, the way I always thought of it was... Basically, that essentially the queen and princess were like grown up versions of Sailor Moon. I mean, it gets more complicated because I guess Chibi Moon spoilers, Chibi Moon, Sailor Moon. Wait, what? Yeah. What? Yes. Chibi Moon is Sailor Moon. Um, She she takes over the job for her mom. Um, Oh, I don't like that. You sound so disappointed. That's very disappointing. Why? (laughs) Well, I know because she can be Chibi Moon if she wants, but she can't be the Sailor Moon. Disagree entirely. I think that it's like, oh, oh, Jordan, <laughs> that it's a uh, that it makes a lot of sense to me as a legacy character that she takes it on when like Neo Queen Serenity is too taxing for Sailor Moon to do. It's a hard job, and it's the the a lot of Chibi Moon's problems as a character were because of her complex childhood and not having physical access to her mother and being denied a lot of physical love. All um, of those are good reasons to not make her the guardian Sailor Moon is what no, I'm saying. Wait, no, we'll wait, get there. Wait. We'll see in this episode a whole <laughs> lot of stuff. Um, wait, but yeah, as, yeah, yeah. 
Chris is so excited to talk. What do no, no, you no. need to say? Does that mean that, okay, does that mean that Princess Serenity wasn't Sailor Moon, but Queen Serenity was? I, was I don't... Queen Serenity the Sailor Moon of the Silver Millennium? Sailor Moon is Sailor Moon. So when she was... <laughs> no, 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 no. She, he means, he means... Uh, Usagi's mother in the past. Yeah. Not Usagi's mother. Seren- uh, right. uh, Serenity's mother. Yeah, Serenity. so like if she, if she ever transformed <laughs> into Sailor Moon, she was Sailor Moon. Wait, wait. <sighs> so, so I, no, I, so again, so now, I have now not, like I've Shazam? never seen S. Hmm? What'd you say, Jordan? So now it's like Shazam and like Sailor Moon is a separate person and then other people can turn into Sailor Moon? Kind of. I don't, I, I don't, ha- how to... I don't know how many people can, because only two people I've ever seen do it, who would be Usagi and, and Chibiusa. But, like, when... Uh, okay, for, for example... An, well, wait, if it's an inherited power, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Because then it would be something like... Maybe, you know, maybe not maybe not Shazam, but, but like, Green Lantern or, or no, something. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Green or, Lantern or Batman or whatever, like, you can just say, you know what, Dick? Now you're Batman. And nobody goes... By the way, the name of the character is Dick. Jordan's not just angry. (laughs) Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. You're now you're Batman, and nobody has to go. It's always the same Batman. That was for the listeners, Kat. I know you know. Okay, I was just like, oh my god, do you think so, little (laughs) Luffy? Chris, what is happening? (laughs) No, Kat. Of course, of course, I know. Oh, no, you know what it's like? You, okay, here's here's what I think it's like. I am so excited about this, because this is an aspect of Sailor Moon that I've literally never thought of. It's like, um, uh, oh, oh, what's his name from The Authority, Jordan? The Doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor from The Authority, uh, who is a separate individual, but has, a, like, all the memories and experience of all of his predecessors. Okay. Just, like, if he bothers to access them. Or and obviously, Usagi, when she becomes Sailor Moon, is not going to know how to access those powers. But that explains why she knows how to use all of her stuff instinctively. Like or all for the a different geek reference, it's like, um, oh my god, what uh, Dax from Deep Space Nine. Which we were literally watching in the living room before I came to, to do this show. Really? That's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, Aiden wanted to watch Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like in the sense that there's like a part of her that is But see, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Wait, why like would it. you not like it's that? I think wonderful. that's wonderful. Really cool. It's so good. Because it because it makes it that Chibi is the equal of Isagi and, and I like she that. is Jordan. <laughs> she Chibi. is. But Chibi should be the equal of Usagi if Usagi is the equal of Queen Serenity. Like, that's how it should work, right? The one thing I don't get uh, is, is, Kat, when you were talking about being Sailor Moon being too taxing for Neo-Queen Serenity. Because Neo-Queen Serenity is, like, ridiculously powerful, right? Yes. Yes. So I think that um, it was – I think it's because they hadn't worked out that they could split the powers. I'm not quite – it's – it's been a while since I've read the manga, and honestly, I'm not sure it all makes sense. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, she had to like maintain the state of Neo Queen Serenity, and uh, it. We know that that takes a lot out of her, um, and I think it was because she was like keeping a protective bubble around the city or something because they were being attacked by people they weren't expecting. I don't quite remember um, for an elongated period of time. And then she'd be just trying to to help in one way or another, started up this whole mess. 
Well, yes, that's true. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, that actually, listen, that makes Chibiusa make so much more sense to me. <laughs> it, no, it really does. And it really oh, kind of makes me like her as a character more. That's what this episode is about, hopefully, is making you understand and maybe start on the road to liking her. She's my favorite but, character in all of but, Sailor Moon. <laughs> well, here but I'll my, tell you. Like, can well, we skip on, ahead? Because I had a... No, like, no, we I can't had, skip ahead. No, no. Okay. but Because I'm still talking about this. So, fine. All of that aside, because that's all <laughs> side parts of the, what we're actually talking about. It makes sense to me, in a, se- in a way, that at the end of season one, Sailor Moon is able to access and remember her past life. Uh, and tap into, you know, the powers of her past life and blah, 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 blah. Because it's a thing that happened in the past. The idea that in this season she's tapping into the future makes no sense. Because I'm like, wait, what? Like, all of a sudden she's, all of a sudden she's her future self. All of a sudden, for no explanation that I can see, she has gained 3,000 years. Well, I'm sorry, 1,000 years of of. Of, of wisdom and, and power. Wait, do you think she's doing that? So do you think that she's... Oh, that's an interesting read. Because, yeah, I guess she is. You're right. Because, like, I, I saw the memories being mostly Chibi Moons. But you're right. She does, like, deliver the moral. So I guess she has all of the... It's It's got to be an avatar, avatar state thing. Because she, like, seems to be connected up through all of the Queen Serenity things. And it's a big deal whenever she turns into a Neo-Queen Serenity. Like, it takes a lot out of her. Yeah. Which we'll, well see I again know in, later in the episode. I know that in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, because uh, I know this because they've been talking about it on Love and Justice a lot in the episodes that I've been listening to, I know that Usagi does have a very Avatar State-like uh, form called Princess Sailor Moon. That is like kind of like uncontrollable and and super powerful in the in a very similar way to the Avatar state. Uh, so I like if you know Sailor Moon and the you know the the Silver Crystal and the power that comes from from Queen Serenity is this other thing that is both within them and kind of above them. Like that makes a lot of things make a lot more sense to me. Like that, it really does. But the the reason that I wanted to skip ahead a little bit is because there's a part of this episode where I kind of feel like Chibiusa is a Yoma. <laughs> but I guess we'll get to that in a minute because Jordan didn't want to talk about it yet. No, I don't want to skip. I want to go through in order. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm less into that. I'll be honest. I'm less into that, and that makes sense because again, usually I'm I'm less into the show when it gets all. Highfalutin. I want the characters to be the characters. I want Sailor Moon to be Usagi Tsukino, who is trying hard and yeah. But this way that but this way makes that even better. How? Because it does make her separate from yeah. That's this the part grand like. destiny that she has. I want her to it, be her grand destiny. I want her. I want yeah, it to well, be. I mean, that. she's well. Spoiler warning, Jordan. She's eventually going to become queen of to- Neo Tokyo. No, I understand that. And if and if that means that. Usagi is going to go through a lot and experience things and grow and change. That's interesting to me. If that means giving over to a supernatural entity that is already perfect and all powerful, no, I don't no, care. but it's not. It's not a supernatural entity. It's it's an energy. It's it like it's like giving a fourteen year old a car. And it's <laughs> what? and it is her. I mean, it's it's like 
you know, but it's like it's not a it's it's her family's thing. It's really only them. The women of her family have this thing throughout time. That's one of the things that I really love about Sailor Moon is that it's on, always felt very much about one family's female legacy. Yeah, and, and like Sailor Moon was like Usagi was never, you know, a quote unquote ordinary teenage girl. Like she was she was, you know, always a reincarnated moon princess. <laughs> right. But but that's the thing. Like the idea that but See, I, I know it just feels very different to me. The difference between long ago, you were a different person and you had a, these different responsibilities and you, and you did all these things. And now you feel like you're different, but like you're still part of that same thing. And you and you have to like I, that makes sense to me. And I, the idea of like, but there's also like this like other thing that is Sailor Moon. And that's I, yeah, that feels weird to me. I don't know. I don't yeah, but I, I mean. Again, it's 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 like giving it's like giving a fourteen year old a car. Like if you just give them a car, they're going to be like a little messed up. <laughs> like they're not going to quite know what to do with it. But they're going to grow and and change, and eventually they'll be able to control that car without even thinking about it. Like that's that's what I'm seeing it as. And the idea that it well, was passed is, down. I, I, okay, I like, can appreciate your metaphor, except for the fact that that there's never a time when you give a 14 year old a car and for a while the car takes control and they are perfect drivers. Like, oh no. Like, like, like sometimes you can take your hands off the steering wheel. And if your alignment's good, the car will just go straight down the road. <laughs> Jordan. Okay. Look, the car thing isn't a perfect metaphor. <laughs> the avatar state was, it's not, every, no, not everything works for fast and furious, Chris. <laughs> I disagree, Jordan. <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's get back to the episode because Listen, what happens Usagi's next Usagi's like Brian O'Connor. No. And Queen not. Serenity's like Dominic Dom Toretto. Oh, um, God. Who gets to be – who's Caleb Black? Uh, 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 I don't know. Naru? <laughs> I, guess anyway. is, like, I guess Ami's kind of the ludicrous okay. of the – <laughs> That's what we're doing for the rest of the podcast. No, no it's on. not because I want to talk about Dark Lady before, especially yes. before anything else happens with her. Before we move on in any capacity, uh, any capacity, okay. Uh, yeah, just like while we still have Dark Lady around, um, one, how cool's her outfit? It's just the best, cool. right? It's, yeah. it's pretty it. cool. Love it. So it was one of the best designs in the show, hands down. Hard agree, but it almost wasn't a thing. Um, Hard agree. I've never heard that. <laughs> right. um, but it, but it Wait. almost wasn't a thing. Naoko like originally was considering not calling her that. Was considering calling her the Black Queen, and just having her be like a little darkly dressed Chibiusa. Oh, um, yeah. Ugh. I agree. I, I, no, no, thank you. And oh. then the other, so that was the only other design, um, like that she was considering. But then when she made the transition from manga to anime, the the like uh, Naoko really didn't like how extreme they made the slit in her legs, like uh, on the on the skirt. Um, she didn't like how sexualized everything is. And looking at her drawings, they are pretty sexualized to begin with. But for me, growing up. I loved that about the character. That was like it really, really resonated with me. Um, all that of she's the, like a little kid who automatically is trying to be like super sexy. Yeah, that she turned into this darkly sexual person. Um, like it, it that was huge for me. And uh, it didn't. I didn't know why at the time, but I've had a lot of time to think about it. So, do you guys know? Um, 
I guess Coraline does this really well. The idea of the other mother in a thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Bruno Bettelheim was this guy who was a, uh, a psychoanalyst who did a bunch of child psych stuff and said that um, the reason that we have... Uh, the evil stepmother and a lot of evil queens in fairy tales is so that kids could get out a lot of their anger and frustrations with their moms without having to put that on the idea of their moms so that they could separate it into the good mother and the evil mother um, and work through a lot of their childhood problems that way. I don't think, I don't even know that she intended it, but in giving me Chibiusa and Dark Lady... Uh, Naoko did that for me. She gave me like a way to break through, like to break down all of the bad stuff that I was doing uh, in young adolescence and give it a form and like let me deal with a bunch of dark sexuality stuff um, and not heap it all on this thing that still had a kid's body. Um, And that was huge. Uh, and I'm super thankful for it. Thank you, Naoko Takuchi, uh, for this. Like it, that it was like it meant a lot. I think it's really cool that it happened. I, I, you, I'm sure you haven't heard this one yet, but when we talked about her originally, the episode where she turned into Dark Lady, I was saying that I would have liked it better if instead of magically uh, just growing her from a child into an adult, if she actually went away and it's a time travel story and just like lived many years without them. Oh, that's interesting. I like the magical separation um, because I need, I need it to not all be on her yet. I, I think like rather than pulling a, a an Ileana Rasputin situation, which yeah. is, which is kind of what you're describing, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like I do think what Kat's saying about, about uh, uh, wicked lady works really well. Because I think in a lot of ways, I mean, it's basically it's it's basically what you said. But I think for like Wicked Lady is a child's idea of what you know a badass looks like. You know, she's super tall. She's super beautiful. She you know her her outfit is even like a a photo negative of her mom's outfit. You know, it's 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 black and and has the high slit instead of being the you know relatively modest dress that uh, that. Uh, Queen Serenity wears, and even you know, even though it's uh, it's got the, uh, the 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 straps on the top, like the the parts that are uncovered on Queen Serenity's dress are are mesh on hers, so she's still like in a way kind of like armored up uh, in in terms of look. And I really think that that Chibiusa functioning as a kid's idea of an adult appeals to me in the same way that something like that something like Shazam does where it's a kid's idea of what a grown-up can do because you know it, when you're a kid the fantasy is like oh one day I'll turn into a grown-up and then I'll be able to do whatever I want I'll have the power to do whatever I want you never think about work and taxes <laughs> sure. and I feel like chi- like wicked lady is that for for Chibiusa and I think the idea of feeding on like the resentment and the 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 anger that she has towards her parents, which is something I really hadn't considered until Kat was talking about it, makes her work really, really well. Especially even in the context of you know what we're going to see in a few minutes with uh, with Queen Serenity, uh, in a kind of very patronizing way, going like, mm, well, there's a reason we didn't help you up 
Like, yes. Black Lady clearly doesn't need anybody to help her up. Black Lady can get up. Black Lady doesn't have nightmares. Black Lady is a nightmare. And I think that's a really, really cool aspect of her character of just kind of giving her this new body and, and this new idea of what adults are. Let's talk about them telling her to get up. Are we are, are we ready? Are we ready to go? Because to go? we've spent a lot of time on this like five seconds because it's been really interesting. Well, yeah, but I think there's there's still a lot of episode left. Yeah, I think so, we're ready. So the so she turns into the queen, as you said. She's able to deflect all of the the magic or the bad stuff, and then uh, again, Chibi or not Chibi again, Wicked Lady is like ah, ah my head, and she starts saying yeah you wait you wait wait you guys were dickheads to me remember I fell down and you guys were assholes and they were like yeah you fell down and we were like get up so that you would learn to get up and then I wrote down. And we said it like assholes, so you would learn to that there are assholes. <laughs> well, more than anything, what this scene makes me think of is that scene from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where Indiana Jones is, like, really, really mad at his dad for being an uninvolved parent. Right. right. For, like, leaving him to his own devices. And, and Sean Connery, you know, Henry Jones Sr., his response to that is just to yell, I taught you self-reliance, which is true. <laughs> yes. But that's, you know, that's a lot to put on this 900-year-old, five-year-old. <laughs> You've accepted it. I have not accepted it. I, I just heard it. Hmm. So, basically, they're saying, like, yeah, we did it all because we love you. Like, that, it was all part of the plan. Like, it's all because you're a great little girl. And then... Death Phantom, wise man, wise phantom death man, goes, that is bullshit. Humans are born alone, and in the end, they die alone. I have a a question for you. Do you think maybe, because, like, the thing is, they didn't, in the flashback, they were dead silent, right? They didn't teach her the lesson back then at all. They just left her to figure it out on her own and that's why she didn't like indiana jones she just they didn't left her get face it down all. in the rain yeah all they said was get up yourself but they didn't they just they just looked at her and knelt down and then got back up nothing happened back then at all oh um, well that was i think in the in the old one we saw them say it in the in the japanese no and no no the, i mean in the, the first time we saw it like a couple episodes ago oh okay i don't think we did did we? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I think oh, weren't yeah, they like because 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 memory says it like in a real dickish way. He's like yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, get up. Get, but there's get not there's definitely not the scene earlier where where Serenity like kneels down and talks to her though. That's not right, in the right. earlier scene. And uh, do you think the so the aspect of Neo Queen Serenity that that we're seeing because. Uh, Jordan, like, if your big problem is that uh, Usagi doesn't have any agency, do you think any aspect of her teaching the lesson now is being tempered by our current iteration of Usagi? Well, I mean, again, I I didn't really... That's a good question. I didn't really think of it as her not having, like, Usagi not being in command of things until we started having this conversation about Sailor Moon and the Queen being, like, other states. Uh, that were not her. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, on some level you kind of, I just sort of went, yeah, this is just her saying it. Although uh, if you have to explain the lesson, I don't know if it counts. I don't know. I think this is all just wise men editing that part out of the memory, the same as he did with the birthday party. Well, that's true. Oh, and the, and that's the, a good point. And the Queen Serenity is just going like, no, 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 no. 
There was a second part of that story that you forgot about. That makes sense. That makes sense. So he, I also so, like that Wise Man shows up and says, humans are really into bo- being born alone and dying alone these days. <laughs> and then he literally edits the memory in that we literally we see the flashback and he erases the parents from it entirely. Oh, and then he also like adds in that that Chibiusa didn't just fall down. She fell down a hole. Yes. She fell down a bottomless pit. Yeah, they he just keeps making it worse. And so Usagi and Mamoru again are like, that was that's fake. He's tricking you. And she's like, no way. I'm going to kill you. And she starts zapping them again. Um, and at this point, this is this is getting towards what I don't like about this episode, which is at at this point in my notes, I wrote this back and forth is kind of getting old because I think it kind of is like, how many times are we going to just do this where they just go to her and go, we love you. Everything's good. And she's like, oh, you're right. Everything is good. And he goes, no, it's not. And she's like, oh, no, it's not. And the answer it is it does happen a lot. Like I do. <laughs> it happens frequently. A- <laughs> I do wish there was just one longer scene like like Queen Serenity showing up should have been like the 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 big moment. And then she just does like the one speech and then we move on. But it, but instead we get, you know, you're right. We get like another back and forth and it's and then we go into Chibius's memories. Uh, and what I wrote down was, hey, try not to remember that spanking because that definitely <laughs> happened. That's great. See, because now, okay, so wait, is this when they finally win? Are we at the part where they win yet? Yes. Yeah, we're there now. Okay, so, oh, right. Oh, and this is, okay, two things about this. So first of all, this is hilarious to me because what actually happens is Chibi goes, all right, I'm just going to blast the shit out of them. And so she starts blasting the shit out of them with black lightning, which they brace themselves for and they're like, ah! And then (laughs) then Yusagi is like, I know I'm being blasted with black lightning. But I'm just going to give a speech. I'm going to make eye contact, lock eyes, give a very calm expression on my face, and just give you a little speech here. Where is the uh, hurting and agony? Fine. Worse than than Usagi is, I don't know if you're looking at Mamoru in that scene, but he looks bored to tears. He's just like, oh, this again? More of the Black Lightning? Okay. Um, And and so that was the second part of why I, I thought the back and forth was kind of lame, because... So this time they win. And I just sort of felt like this is a lame thing where the good guys go, here's our approach. We're going to try X. It didn't work. Okay, guess what? We're going to do it again. It didn't work. Okay, guess what? We're going to do it again. Now it worked. Oh, well, wait. Okay, but disagree. Because this okay, time please. it's showing that uh, her... So R is not about Sailor Moon and the Sailor Scouts. R is about Chibi Moon. R is about... Oh, good. Uh, yeah, it is. It's about... Uh, it's about... It's about structural fantasy. Her having a problem in her normal life, going to a fantasy land, the past, and developing the skills that she needs there to come back to her normal life and live there and be a reasonable person. So this is showing like her progress here in the past and why those those moments are the important ones for her to be able to beat her enemy who is herself. Now you're talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, you're talking about when Usagi says some things and then they, they flash to memories of all the episodes before. Like, here's her hanging out with Ray. Here's her hanging out with... Yeah, that that's exactly about? what I mean. I know that it's lame, but it's but it's what's important to Sailor Moon. And I really love Sailor Moon, you guys. And that, what's important that, in Sailor Moon is hanging out with your friends. 
Totally. And that's not my problem. It's not my problem isn't that what stop what saves her is good memories of her friends. My problem is that's the same thing they used for the last five episodes and it didn't work. And then all of a sudden it works. Sure, totally. That should have been. It should have been cooler. They should have like <laughs> done it in an attack. I, like I want. Yes, I want something to have changed between the previous failure two minutes ago and this victory. That's and fair I don't criticism. see what it is. Yes, yeah, I just it's never. It, it, it's never really. There's there's not like I, I I would say that I don't buy up. There's not, not even anything to not buy. And that it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is like the third time that they told her no chibiuso were your friends. To remember how we used to hang out. <laughs> And Third time it, this episode, yeah. But I do think, like, I do think, Kat, that you, you, you're really making me like a R a lot more in retrospect than I did when I was getting through it. <laughs> Which Let's I watch think it again. Well, no, I'm but sorry. I think that's I'm sorry why, that I'm gaslighting you on R because it's not good, Chris. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not. But I think what you're putting into words right now with with you know stuff like how cool wicked lady is and 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 how she works and what she represents that stuff that like like i said i love wicked lady but i don't think i could have put that into words the way you did and i think my memories of liking are are an affection for that structure but i think that structure is where the anime structure really works against the thematic structure because R is so all over the map and so long and has so many filler episodes. If we had, like, ten solid Chibiusa episodes, I would love her and her story. And that's probably how it works in the manga, which I own but have not read. Right. Instead, we get, like, so much filler and we get, like, you know, so we get, like, two Minako spotlight episodes in this and neither one's good. Right. Like, we get so much that's kind of doing what works really well in season one, which is the filler episode, which is the monster of the week, which is the small business plots. Like all of that stuff is what makes season one work. And all of that stuff is what makes season two not work because it just takes up so much time and it keeps these characters from progressing in the way that they should. Like we don't really see Chibiusa develop in the way that we don't see, like, like when we were watching season one, the way that we don't see Mars and and Usagi, uh, Ray and Usagi's relationship develop and change in the way that it does in the manga, from like you know sniping to frenemies to friends, uh, we we just see like all these episodes where Ray's just being mean for no reason. Like in this, we just see kind of Chibiusa locked in a, a state that is quite frankly super annoying, <laughs> yeah. and we don't really see her develop like. like we don't see Chibiusa learn a lesson at the end of any of these episodes that we see in flashback. It's only here where it's implicit that there was learning going on that it all kind of comes together. And I think that's a flaw of everything that's led up to this. Not a flaw of this episode. I think the flaw of this episode is that, yes, the, the hey, we're actually your pals, like has been said to her multiple times. And this time it's like, oh, my pals. Right, right. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying my owls. That, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, I mean, basically, because all the the only difference is Wise Man doesn't call her back up and go, "They're lying, dude." Yeah, did he run out? <laughs> did, he, did, did he run out of interrupts? For, okay, so, so we we go through that, and then we get. Look, maybe it's me. I'm gonna uh, throw this out there, but the shot of Wicked Lady, Memoru, and Serenity. 
that we have, where they're all kind of floating, and members between them, and, and uh, Serenity and Wicked Lady are kind of clasping hands. That would be such a better shot without Mamoru. <laughs> because <laughs> if, you, if you pause on it and actually look at it, he is standing kind of shoulder to shoulder with Serenity. But... It, when it goes by in the, you know, five seconds or so that it's on screen, it just looks like Mamoru is, like, surrounded by his two nearly identical women. And it's a weirdly structured shot, I think. I wish the focus wasn't... I wish he was not in the center. <laughs> I wish the focus was just on uh, Chibi and Usagi. I think that would make for a better connection. Because, again, all that we've been talking about with, like, the matrilineal power that is Sailor Moon and, and all this stuff, like, Mamoru has nothing to do with any of this. Mamoru's barely there. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, looking I, at but it, I know like, that he's an important he, part of the story. Yeah, and he is technically grouped with her, yeah, but it, you're right, you're right, that it's just he's unfortunately in the center of them to make the, the group shot work. And I think it maybe has a lot to do with, again, like going back to like the overt sexiness of Wicked Lady's design. You know, I, I think maybe that is causing a little. little I mean, I think they're, but I think they're doing that because that meaning putting him in there is because it's, it's to make it's a weird family shot. It's their family. Yeah, it is. It is, and it makes sense for him to be there. I just think it's a. I just think it's a bad shot. That's all. Okay. Because then, I mean, then a moment later, like they hug, and then she turns back into a little girl, and then you have them. Clustered Being a cute family. Mm-hmm. As a cute family. Right, yeah, the there's, there's a super cute family. There's uh, this 14-year-old girl, her yes. 905-year-old daughter, <laughs> and no. uh, her 46-year-old dad. No. <laughs> Informal wear with a cape. <laughs> okay, now let me just point out that now, an hour and a half into this podcast, uh, we're mm-hmm. halfway through the episode of Yeah, the well, here's the eye catch. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we're learning so much. <laughs> Yeah, of course. So yeah, this okay. is why I like having you on the show because Kat, you know what's up. Ah, shucks. So we come back from the eye catch, and everything is good, right? No, except all they did was they saved Chibi. They didn't actually stop the bad guy yet. So first they're like, "Chibi, wake up! Are you okay? Everybody's very sad." And uh, then she wakes up and asks uh, in the dub, the deep dub anyway, if she can have some pancakes. <laughs> Great. Great callback. Yep. Genuinely great callback. Yep, that was actually pretty good. Oh, there was another Deke moment that earlier when, when they were talking about how much they loved her and how they would sacrifice for her. Wicked Lady says to Sailor Moon, so you would sacrifice for me? And Sailor Moon answers, in a moon minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is the Deke dub perfect and beautiful? It's a pretty good one. What do you think is a moon So minute? Sailor Moon is uh, hella tired from being uh, her own future queen self for a little bit. So Death Phantom slash Wise Man takes this opportunity to show up and be like, hey, guess what? Uh, I was not, I was totally spacing out. I should have just been like, oh no, they're actually not your friends. Um, when Makoto gave you that box lunch, it was actually like full of full of poop and worms. <laughs> it was real gross. Uh, but I was so sorry. I was totally spaced. Have some more pink lightning. And so he rains down some pink lightning on them. Uh, and everybody is mildly annoyed by it. Yeah. Now he's going to, is he still going to open the dark gate? Uh, yeah. In fact, he, well, well, he, he shoots out some energy from the Blific black crystal and uh, turns the town black and white, turns it into Sin City. Right. Right. That's right. Yep. And then Artemis says the black gate has opened. Yes. Clearly something has to be done. So 
all of a sudden, Silver Crystal starts creating a bubble and then kind of Sailor Moon kind of like stands up and has her eyes closed and is walking very zombie-ish, which really I think is getting us back to what is the Silver Crystal? What is Sailor Moon? What is Usagi even? But then her eyes open and she starts making a Hadouken out of Silver Crystal Light, which again, if there's one problem I have with Sailor Moon, Mm-hmm. And there is. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's that they just get new superpowers sometimes. Yeah. It's, and everybody's like, oh, right. She's using the silver crystal to make a Hadouken. She can do that. You know, it, it, it's like, well, it would be nice if we knew that. At least now we know that Sailor Planet power is a thing. Well, don't worry, Chris. Then they zap her with with dark energy and she turns into the queen again. Yes. Why, why did she even turn back? Avatar State, bro. Uh, I don't even really understand what that means. I'm assuming that means... Avatar The Last Airbender? I'm assuming that means that she's hooked up to a computer and she's really in a, a different body. Jordan, no one is talking about that ever. <laughs> no, I, I, I did make it through Avatar The Last Airbender. Make the, it The cartoon. Through. Make it Did you watch the cartoon? No, I'm talking about the cartoon. I watched, like, maybe most of season one and I never finished it. Wow. Huh. I'm not that into cartoons. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, can I tell a quick side story? Here? Sure. Okay. Jordan, you will like this story. We'll get back to Sailor Moon in a minute. In a minute. We were doing a con. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing a con and X-Men 92 uh, was out. So this, this, the, the whole miniseries was out. I think the, the ongoing had maybe just started. And I don't think I told you this story, Jordan. Okay. But there was a guy who came up to our table and uh, if, if people out there listening to this aren't familiar with X-Men 92, it's the series that uh, my writing partner and I, Chad Bowers, we co-write for Marvel and Jordan's the editor. And the cover to uh, number two is kind of sort of an homage to X-Men number 25 from actual like 1993. And it's Rogue and Gambit and they're about to kiss. And so this guy walks over to the table and he goes, do Rogue and Gambit kiss in this one? Exactly that tone of voice. Exactly <laughs> that accent. <laughs> All right. And and so I go, well, no, but they actually do kiss in this one. And I kind of point toward to number four. And he goes, well, how's that work out for him? I'm like, yeah, well, you know, not too good, I guess. And so Chad starts like trying to explain the concept of the book. And he goes like, hey, uh, so, you know, if you've ever seen the X-Men animated series from the 90s, it's like that cast of characters, like, you know, a lot a lot of the villains that, that you would have seen on that. And the guy, like, literally throws the book back on the table, turns and walks away and goes, I don't like cartoons. And that's it. <laughs> I know I've told that story on Warrock and Ajax, but I don't think I've told it here. But you you, you just became that guy uh, in my head, Jordan. I was kind of joking. I'm doing a Sailor Moon podcast. I know what you're doing. Oh. <laughs> Watch Avatar. It's, like, really good. It's, like, really, really I, good. I just wasn't that. Like, there were a couple characters I liked. Do you know that many things have a first season that doesn't indicate the rest of the show? Many yeah, things have a second season that does, that, uh, listen, that's a little that, rough, too. That's what people told me about Babylon 5, and I was like, oh my god. And I fell asleep every episode I watched, and eventually I said, I'm not watching this anymore. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. Avatar The Last Airbender is vastly superior to Babylon 5. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. Like, I like podcast at gmail.com. Do not email me. I liked the brother. I forget his name. Sokka. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. 
Obviously, I liked the big flying animal. Okay, did you get to the part where Sokka fell in love with the moon? It doesn't sound familiar. Dude. Okay, it's a really good episode. Just watch this show. (laughs) Just watch the friggin' show, Jordan. I don't know which show to watch now. Am I supposed to watch that or Steven Universe? Uh, Ah, watch both. Watch Steven Universe, Jordan. (laughs) Jordan. You're watching Sailor Moon. Watch Steven Universe. You see what I have to deal with, Kat? You see what every week I have to deal with? Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Now that I'm all incensed, let's let's talk about Sailor Moon. Okay. So she starts – she turns into the queen again. She's generating a tiny little pellet of energy for some reason. I don't even know what's going on. There's a moment of silence. That's true, too. And then. Then Chibiusa sheds a tear, which then becomes. No, 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 no. We are we are skipping out on a very important part, a very important part. Then there is no longer a moment of silence. <laughs> yes. As the music swells hugely. Oh, oh right, I see. Right. Right. This is where this starts. And it's awesome. And it's awesome. There is, there is massive guitar shredding. Yes. Uh, what we get here is uh, in the Japanese version, we get La Soldier, okay. which is a seriously rad song. Now, I don't remember it. I'll be honest. Even though I just. Uh, well, it's rad ass. I believe you. Uh, because in my heart, all I know is that this is where you hear the Deke song, The Power of Love, which is obviously great. Either way, uh, you get a real rad song right at this moment. As I believe both characters, the Death Phantom and Mew Queen Serenity, reach above their ha- their heads really dramatically with a long shot. Yeah, yeah, she's really actually awesomely uh, animated shots too on that. And then they do the classic: let's just shoot energy at each other, and neither one can overpower the other. Yep. That is when Chibi sheds a tear because it's her fault that this is happening. You see. Guess we finally have Chibiusa take responsibility for being a brat for the last however many episodes we've been doing years. this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, for real, though, because she has. She's been a real brat. That's when you guys asked if she was my unproblematic fave. It's like, well, she is, but she's but she's not, because for a long time, she's a really difficult character to love. She doesn't take responsibility for her actions for... Heck, however many episodes it's been, she comes in with what is a toy gun, but we don't know that, and she threatens Sailor Moon. That's the first thing that we ever get from her. She's a tough pill to swallow. The tear is a callback, right, to the Silver Crystal being in Usagi's tears, too, right? Yeah, that's just where we keep (laughs) Silver Millennium Crystals, is in people's tears. (laughs) This is where I was going to advance my theory that Chibiusa is actually a Yomo. Because she has the silver crystal inside her that comes out. But she does talk about the crystal going into her body, right. which is, which is, it, it, it shoots down that theory immediately. No, we knew uh, that. So, We've known that for a couple episodes that she's had it hiding in her. But she didn't yes. know, did she? Right. No. She did not know. Uh, I had forgotten because it's been a long time since we've talked about this show. So <laughs> Chibi also puts her hands above her head and then turns into, <laughs> then she turns into Princess. Princess Usagi, small lady, serenity. (laughs) Small lady. But she's wearing a chibi outfit of Queen Serenity. Yes. Chibi Queen Serenity cosplay. (laughs) So everybody uh, shoots out their their sailor star power. Now, okay, let Uh, me talk about that really quick. Because in my heart of hearts, and in actually every part of me, I believe that they are not helping at all, but they're like 
We feel really <laughs> useless. They're using their power just... of shouting names. <laughs> yes. I think two silver crystals is all that's really needed here. And they were just but like, we see, let's get it on this. We see all the light going into the silver crystals that's all color-coded. I'm not saying they're not doing something. I'm saying it's not necessary. <laughs> I mean, look, you are you are probably correct. I, I wish that the season ending... This this I, I wish that the season ending thing and I and I know like Kat you are absolutely right R is is Rini's story it's Sailor Moon Rini that's oh, why it's called Sailor Moon R that's it's, not her name in Japan so it's, I don't it's think. her story and it's it's Usagi's story and the story of Usagi's family and and Usagi and Memoru together and their their daughter but I do wish the rest of the Sailor Scouts had something to do here at the end yeah that's true like because they have less to do here than when it's a one on one fight between. Usagi and Queen Beryl like you know it, at least in that we get them showing up and like putting their hands on her shoulders and like they're all dead but they're still with her in spirit because their friendship is so strong here it's literally just like yeah I will also shout my name and maybe some colored light will happen I want to see a a love chain that's also on fire with electricity and also bubbles I guess it would also have bubbles yeah if I recall like the comic is uh it's it's interesting that they didn't go with this here. I wonder what Chibi Moon's show first appearance is because in the comic they're like fighting and they're all dying and this is where Chibi Moon's first appearance is because she has to turn into her to save everybody. Because she So instead to, like, of turning into Neo- instead of turning into like sailor lady, you know, like Yeah, she turns, she turns into, into to Chibi Moon yeah. and does a pink sugar heart attack and everything. Like huh. fights. See, fights. The- that would be that would be pretty cool to see, but I wonder if that's because this episode was in production well before that uh, installment of the comic came out. Oh, is that true? Because lead time is well. I wonder if that's what it is because lead time on animation tends to be a, a lot more than lead time on comics. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that's why they did Alan and Anne. Yeah, but I mean that was thirty episodes ago. That's true. So could be, but it could also be that they just like wanted the symmetry of the because like I you know like I like her small lady costume that it is a pretty cool visual to have them both in the in the designated princess dress and it might have been too complicated for the season for them to bother with doing the because like then she goes away and but wait who was that chibi boon what the heck you know i feel like it would have answered a lot of questions we had (laughs) fair and i would have really liked if she'd shown up me cat personally would have made me happy uh, so, speaking of personal cats, <laughs> yes. What? Where are you going with this? Luna and Artemis are watching all this from a rooftop, well, and uh, after the powers of the two silver crystals uh, d- destroy question mark wise men, then they're like very happy about everything as hey. the dawn breaks over Tokyo. Uh, right before the cats. Okay. The was there any sense to be made of the thing where that's like, hey, did we just die? No, there was a miracle. It's fine. <laughs> uh, the thing I wrote down was the Usagi's line, um, which I think is in the dub and in the uh, original Japanese, is, did we die? Oh, well. Because, <laughs> I mean, she goes on to say, like, you know, at least we, we went out saving the world. But I think it's hilarious to go, are we dead? Eh, all right. Whatever. Yeah. Very strange. So. I think they. I think they are... Dead? I think that is their transitional state back from being Neo Queen Serenity and Small Lady. Right, right. To being Chibi Yusa and Usagi. 
is dead? No, is like in that like pink, that pink nothingness. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're dead. I think they're like in a, a transitional state. I also have a question for when Luna and Artemis are watching the, the crystal disintegrate. How did the scouts get out of that? Uh, oh, Sailor Teleport, <laughs> obviously. They're new power that they sometimes have and then sometimes don't have. And also sometimes they can fly. Oh, oh, okay. And right. and they just take Tuxedo Mask along with, or is he stealthing back through everything? Look, he got in. Yeah. Uh, he can get out. Okay. That's what I say. So the cats say Planet Earth and Nemesis are saved. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Nemesis so, is saved too? Yeah. In what capacity is Nemesis saved? Well, I guess Nemesis is now free from the influence of Wise Man, except that everybody who lived there is dead yes. now. <laughs> right. This is what I'm saying. From what I understood, now, except, except. <laughs> From what I understand, Nemesis, the Black Moon, population six. Except that we did see that one episode where we saw, like, hundreds of spaceships. I have no idea. Do you, do you don't remember? My, but, but, like, Crystal Tokyo isn't saved, is it? Okay, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. I have okay. I have a bunch to talk about about that. And so, right. I think they just purified the malefic black crystal, right? But it disappeared, didn't it? It probably turned into like Maxfield Stanton dust, <laughs> redemption dust. Yeah, that's the same thing. So okay, so anyway, Rini's like, all right, I gotta go home. Thanks for teaching me math, math books. Thanks for teaching me cooking. Girl who cooks. Cookbook. That's their <laughs> that's their ship name. That's their ship name. Cookbook. Their ship name is Cookbook. I can't believe it's taken this long. Wow, that's pretty good. But I'm I'm happy for you. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm so happy right now. That's pretty oh, good. Okay. <laughs> um so Okay, so yeah. She says that and then the thing I wrote down here was Minako has zero chill. <laughs> because she said Minako just leans over and goes, Hey, don't wet your bed anymore. <laughs> you know I won't. Yes, ridiculous. So yeah, she's not even mad about that, which is weird. Uh and then she's like, Okay, goodbye, mom and dad. I I'll miss you, except I'm gonna see I don't know, I understand. Well, she's first off, she's not she's not mad at Minako because no, I know. She's worthy of being small lady now. She's composed and graceful. She's oh. grown. She's grown a whole so, lot, Jordan. So she's like, I, I'm not a baby. I don't wet the bed anymore. That was like a week ago. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> she's mature now. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad that if we ever see Chibiusa again, and I know we won't because she's going back to the future. Right. So we'll never, ever see her again. But I'm glad that if we ever see her again, she will be, like, completely different and mature and, like, <laughs> not annoying at all. Yep. All those things. So uh, she teleports to the future. By the way, the teleport, once again, doesn't do the same thing it did either of the other two times. But that's fine. <laughs> nope. Definitely doesn't have to walk down a windy hallway. <laughs> and no, no, everything becomes anti-gravity. None of that. Now, here's what I want to talk about. She shows up in the future, and everything is glorious and awesome. Now, my question is this. There are two possibilities. The first one I hate, and the second one I'm like, what? The first one that I hate is that they're trying to say, uh, it's a time travel story. Therefore, if you fix things in the past, everything's okay in the future. No! That is not how it works. Because mm -hmm. these were bad guys from the future. If anything, the attack should have just stopped the place should still be in rubble. And the second possibility is they're teleporting her back to the future a year later. 
<laughs> when they've rebuilt everything and everything is nice. And they were just like, let's take a break from Chibi. Let's just leave her there for a little while while we rebuild. Is that cool with everybody? No, Jordan, there is a third possibility. What's the third possibility? The third possibility is that it's Marvel Comics time travel, Jordan. You know how Marvel Comics time travel works. This is just another universe? Yeah, that when you go back in time, you always create a Splinter universe. So this is now the future of the present of Sailor Moon. Okay, let me say that was... And that there's somewhere still like a fucked up Crystal Tokyo on Earth... 93121 or whatever it is. Just to clarify, that was the Marvel Comics time travel policy in the past. That policy is no longer in place. Well, if it was the policy in the past, then we're just in a splinter timeline <laughs> where there's no longer the policy anymore. <laughs> That's no longer the policy because it's sloppy. That's not why. The real reason is because... I didn't make it up, Jordan. <laughs> no, I know. Listen, Mark Grunewald made it up, and he made up a lot of great things. But I don't I don't like that time travel philosophy because, like you said, Bro, it just means... you're the one in Marvel editorial. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no longer the policy. Bam. What's the current policy, just in case, in case it ever comes up? The current up. policy is the writers do whatever they want for the best of the story. Sorry. I mean, look, that does explain a lot of what we've been able to get away with in X-Men 92. <laughs> So she runs up a grassy hill covered in flowers. Crystal Tokyo is fully restored and beautiful. The sun is shining. Uh, King Mamoru is wearing his purple suit. All the scouts are together. She runs up and they hug. I'm going to guess they hug. They the hug. End. Yes, they hug. She she, first she curtsies. She curtsies. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. She's mature now, like you said. And then she hugs her mom. The And that's it. That's it. End. That's, that's it. the end of our because episode over no more no r. more r nothing to talk about with r ever again well well there's one more thing to talk about what we learned from r that's right it's time for sailor moon says uh jordan do you have the sailor moon says for this episode i sure do love charms crystals and horoscopes can be a lot of fun but don't take them too seriously you said it i count on myself to set my own destiny not some goofy charm right you're the one who makes it happen it's your life to do with what you want. Set your goals and go for them. Right. A charm or crystal isn't going to get your homework done. You are. Still, if this love potion can get Darian back, I'll drink a hundred of them. Serena, I don't believe you. Come on, give us a break. Mm, that's Serena. Unfucking believable <laughs> What's your problem, Chris? That is, of course, ultimate and best moral of Sailor Moon, that crystals and charms are fake. The crystals are fake. And that destiny doesn't exist. Yes. yes. Crystal Tokyo, a bunch of bullshit. Your destiny is what you make of it. Let your child from the future fucking die and rot. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Un. <laughs> mm. Ooh. Now I'm angry. No, now I'm angry. So good. Oh, so good. Okay. So now it's time to talk about what we learned from this episode. <laughs> Kat, we'll start with you. What did you learn? Uh, I learned so much from this one. Um, this, this is one of the things that helped me as, a as a young person who messed up a lot, uh, realize that, uh, hey, everyone messes up, that it's not helpful to think of people as binary, good and bad, and that there's always time to say, hey, I'm going to start down a road for improvement, now, that Chibi Moon was really one of the people who helped me do that, because a lot of other villains, um, like, 
villainous characters. Oh man, Jordan, muffle yeah. your ears for a second, because oh, okay. yeah, because you haven't watched this show. Uh, <laughs> no, Chris hasn't watched the show. No, oh, a different show. A different, different show. show. Just just for two seconds, and then you can undo okay. it. Like Zuko from Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> really? Go through a redemption arc, and it's beautiful, and it makes a lot of sense. And like I, they resonated with me, but I had a lot of problem letting the guilt go from having done bad things. But uh, Chibi Moon and Black Lady and the redemption arc, all of this stuff helped me apportion out all of that and work through the guilt and still keep the personhood of being like, no, it doesn't make sense to do this to yourself. Uh, you just have to push forward and keep doing good and figuring out who you are and take responsibility for your actions. Uh, so do that. Do the good work and own up to the things that you do. That's that's what I learned and that's what Sailor Moon says. Hey, hey Kat. Yeah? That was very beautiful and very touching. And I want to thank you for making it really hard for me and Jordan to do our jokey jokes. Now <laughs> that we do. You're welcome. Finger guns. Uh, I'm fine with it. Jordan? Uh, I what, learned like, really important and personal life lesson. Did you learn? Uh, I actually did learn a really important and personal life lesson, which is that uh, if you try something and it doesn't work, just keep trying it over and over again because it will work eventually for no reason. <laughs> I mean, look, that actually is true. No, it is not true. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, uh, dude. Just keep doing the same thing over again. Eventually, it'll work. That's a true lesson. Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, like so. All right, fine. I learned that uh, that I, I I have no idea what I learned. <laughs> yours was yours was so moving, cat, and yours was so grumpy, Jordan. But I have no idea. Uh, I guess I learned that uh, that sometimes you just need to uh, tell somebody that they did not actually fall down a well when they were five. And everything will clear itself right up. Just get up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now it's, it's time for final thoughts in the episode. And we've talked a lot about this one. And, and Kat, you've you've really uh, uh, put an episode that I already liked into a new light in a lot of respects. And that's why we do the show. And that's why we have so many different people on the show to come talk to us about what this stuff means to them. And uh, you did a, a, a fantastic job. But if you have any more thoughts on this episode, on Sailor Moon R in general, on, on Chibiusa, please. Um, I'm sure I do. What is it? Uh, I don't know. You guys talk. Uh, well, yeah. Like, like I said, I like this episode. And one of the things that I said at the beginning of the show was that this is a great episode if you like Sailor Moon. And by that, I mean that you have to accept Sailor Moon for everything that it is. You have to accept uh, accept the time travel stuff. You have to accept the miracle romance stuff. You have to accept every part of it. You know, the, 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 the silver crystal and the black moon and all that. Every part of it kind of exists in this episode and is done really well, I think. You even kind of have to accept that sometimes they're just going to do things over and over again. And eventually it's going to work. And if you do that and you like that, and I think, like, even though we've griped about R a lot, not unfairly, I don't think, either, by the way, uh, I think that this episode is going to really work for you. And there's a lot of really, really cool stuff in this episode. Um, it's not flawless. Like I said, I do wish that the other Sailor Scouts had a thing to do. That would have been nice. And I think Wise Man slash Death Phantom ultimately goes out as kind of a chump villain, you know, like... <laughs> 
He like his big his big uh, accomplishment is lying to a five year old. That's <laughs> what he does. Yeah. And is ultimately brought down by, you know, a five year old and her mom. <laughs> Don't talk to me or my daughter again is the moral of this episode. That should have been what I learned. But I do think that if you if you like Sailor Moon, I think you'll like this episode. I think this would also be like a terrible episode to show someone as oh, like yeah. their first one. Awful. Because even though it's got every, it's kind of got everything you want out of Sailor Moon, it's all like heightened as much as it can be here. So you don't have the baseline to kind of appreciate everything. But overall, like, R really kind of ends well. Because uh, there's definitely not another episode of R after this one. Hmm. Jordan, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I, I didn't love it as much as you did. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> like, it was fine. Uh, I mean, heck, over the course of this discussion, you guys have made me question whether I like Sailor Moon at all, I guess. So, there you go. Wow! I'm joking, I'm joking, mostly. Well, maybe you can fill that hole in your heart with Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> or Steven Universe. No, no, I still love Sailor Moon. That's what I learned. I learned that Jordan needs to watch some TV. Yeah, that's my big problem. Instead of watching Atlas. You've seen all three Atlas Shrugged movies. Two of them But you haven't seen season three of Avatar The Last Airbender. That's fine. That's a way somebody should be living their life. Uh, Season three of Avatar is way longer than those those Atlas Shrugged movies. It's also proportionally better. It's very good. That's what everybody says. Sometimes people aren't lying to you. <laughs> I don't think people are lying to me. I just I just wasn't that into it. I was just like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm re-watching it right now with my husband because he's never seen it. And the first season's not great. It's rough. Yeah. But, I'm, you know, but I'm surprised that if you made it to season two, you didn't continue. I don't I don't know if I did. I don't know when I stopped. Like uh, I mean, I'd have to look on a thing. I just 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 watch it. Just just watch it, Jordan, for for my sake. Uh, let me see. I watched season one ends with the siege of the north. Does that sound familiar? Hmm. Not it's really. the one where they siege the north. Yeah, that doesn't really sound familiar. Like they lay siege to the north in that one. I'm gonna. I'm guessing that that is the case. Like there's a stronghold in the north that they do a prolonged attack to. Oh, Dave Filoni worked on season one. He's cool. <laughs> oh my god, Kat, do you have any thoughts? I think I got through most of it. Uh, I think you guys have a hint of what what I love about Chibi Moon. The other things that I love about her really come down to what I think uh, people like about Robin. For me, she's she's the person that even though I, I was around the age of the Sailor Scouts, I didn't see myself in them. They were too tall and pretty, you know, like they were just they weren't attainable. But uh, Chibi Moon was like the small one that I could be and then I could hang out with them. And uh, it was she was a really cool character to have around. And then uh, the the surprising I, I wasn't expecting the growth of the character. And they man, did they back end it <laughs> that the, it was really all on these last episodes. Uh, and R didn't didn't do a great job in retrospect. But the story's pretty cool. So Maybe if we ever see the character again, they'll make good on that, on the good work they've done. And you guys will grow that was to love her. That, that was something that I wanted to ask. Uh, not whether Chibi Yusa shows up again, but does Black Lady show up again ever? Ah, 
don't um, think so. No. Yeah. No, she's she's gone. Oh, okay. Bummer. <laughs> like like thirteen years later. Uh, well, the, the 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 reason I ask is because again, we talked about how great Black Lady's design is, and I felt like it would be really really cool to see that design again as as a heroine. Right. As someone who wasn't necessarily evil, if only to kind of get away from the idea that, you know, sexy is evil right. <laughs> in all ways. Well, we get to see her. I mean, in the comics and everything, we get to see her aged up several times through zany stuff. I think you have you have the um the short stories. Yeah. Yes. Isn't there a short story where she and Usagi get age swapped? Well, I guess we will find out. <laughs> no, we talked. We we uh, we talked about that on the, our bonus episode. Oh, we did. We did. I, th- I think it might be in the anime as well. Oh, is that man? If so, I do not remember it. But I think that like we get to see stuff with with her. Just we don't get to see like Black Lady's gone. She's she's poofed. Alas, that amazing dress. Yeah. Oh, All right, so well. that that does it for this episode of Sailor Business. Cat, uh, before we let you go, if. If anyone wants to find you online, uh, and uh, I am going to guess that they do because you have, as always, been an absolutely wonderful guest, uh, and you are a pleasure to talk to about Sailor Moon. Again, I'm not kidding. One of my favorite guests, one of my favorite people. Where can they find you online? Thank you. Um, So the easiest place would be Twitter. I'm at Wolves Are Cool, where cool is spelled like my last name, K-U-H-L. You can also find my podcast there, at Campaign Pod. Um, And then if you wanted to listen to that sucker, you could head over to the One Shot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com, where you can find any of our lovely shows. Yay. And I got to say, as I always do, if you like Star Wars at all, or if you don't, uh, Campaign is one of the best out there. It's one of the best podcasts to listen to. Uh, And I I cannot wait until the next time that I get to uh, play a game with you and with James and JPC and maybe Johnny for the first time, because that's never happened. I can't remember, Kat. Did you say who you want to play in our our, uh, Dark Moon Vampire game? Um, (laughs) Oh, gosh. I mean, I would love to play... A dark lady, but if she's not an option, uh, Cat. That would be awesome. I no, I think it would be great if Dark Lady was in this game. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, that's she's she's my number one pick. Give uh, give uh, Diamond someone to be jealous of. So, uh, Jordan, what about you? I'm on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Our producer Jake Mason, he's on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. He's got a couple of podcasts: The Morphin Grid about Power Rangers, Pokemon World Tour, and Pokemon World Tour United about presumably pokemon and you should check that stuff out hey everybody jake here i just wanted to cut in and say that pokemon world tour united is an actual play podcast where we play the pokemon tabletop united rpg system and it's super fun and super cute i have been told from lots of people and it's on its own feed now so if you just want to check that out that would be cool i'm super proud of it so thanks Uh, You can find me on Twitter at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B. Same for Tumblr. You can find the show on Twitter if you want to follow us and interact with us on there at uh, at Sailor Business. And you can email the show at SailorBusinessPodcast at gmail.com. Hey, it would be really cool of you if you uh, told a fan of Sailor Moon that you also enjoy this show. Yeah. Uh, And maybe head over to iTunes and give us some nice reviews. That would be nice. Heck yeah. Uh, But uh, you know what? You could just enjoy it. That's also totally fine. It would be pretty cool of you to do those other things, though. Uh, definitely follow the show. Definitely email me. If you are interested in being a guest, uh, like I said, I've booked up through the, the first, uh, geez, like 24 episodes. 
wow. of S. So it'll be another half a year before we get to to anybody else, I think. But if you're interested, uh, definitely keep in touch, and I will talk to you about it as we get closer. Uh, this has been it for episode 88. We will be back with episode 89 of Sailor Moon, Usagi and the Girls Resolve, Prelude to a New Battle. What season is that part of? Oh, oh this is weird. It's part of R. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, it sounds fake, but okay. Well, it's really then. weird that we have that we have another episode in this season. Huh? I'm only just now noticing that. It's pretty strange. But until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Of course you can.